Hey everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Stoke the Wild. We are back again uh, as we continue on this journey of artistic and creative endeavors as we talk through uh, some of the different things going on in our life and the different arts we'd like to pursue. As always, I am your host, Nick, and with me is... Your other host, Joy. That's right, and we're glad to be back. Uh, although we do have to apologize um, uh, for those of you who listen regularly. This episode is just a few days uh, later than normal just because we've been on the road traveling, uh, doing a lot of uh, different things here and there um, yes. as guest speakers at different places. Uh, mm-hmm. We sometimes have to uh, leave town and uh, take care of uh, those obligations to speak at different organizations, camps, and, and places like that. And which so, we love. Which we love to do. Yes. Absolutely love. So if you're looking for people, let us know. That's right. Um, but we, uh, even though we brought, we actually brought our recording stuff with and intended yeah. to record while we were there, it just got to be too busy with everything else we had going on, so we didn't end up having time to do it. Yeah. Uh, like we wanted to. Yes, it's true. Well, and we had our kids uh, with us, and we were staying in a cabin situation, um, so trying to record and also not wake up our children right could could have been difficult yeah it wasn't a it could it, have been a little it tricky. was a great place to stay for our family while we were teaching for the weekend it was yeah but it, was it wasn't conducive for recording right yeah. which is not the reason we were there so we said that you know the reason we're here takes priority yep that's right so, so. um so that's what we did and so that's why mm-hmm. you're getting this again if you're a consistent listener uh, just a couple of days late. Otherwise, if it's like the year 2022 20, when you listen to this. Then you it, won't care. It's not a problem. It's not right. late. Yep. It's like also, you can binge listen. greetings from the past. <laughs> to the future. That's right. That's right. Uh, but, um, you know, just before we kind of get into everything, it's been a crazy couple of weeks, you know, mm-hmm. and just to kind of bring everybody up to speed, cataloging the, the craziness. Uh, a few weeks ago, we had that first... Um, post-op surgery yeah uh episode that, uh, like that was interesting the day after i got home or something like that from the hospital yeah you were real tired <laughs> you were very real tired. drugged up real yeah, tired real and tired. we talked about uh just kind of everything that had, had to go on with that surgery well it's been uh, almost four weeks now since the surgery yeah and my collar comes off i have this neck collar on it comes off uh, I've got two more nights in it. Two more nights. Two more nights at the time of this recording, and it'll be off. So it's like Thursday, September 5th. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. September 5th. So that I'm really correct. excited about that. And, you are correct, um, You know, I know I'll probably have, like, some sore neck muscles and stuff, but I'm excited to be able to, like, lay down mm. and mm-hmm. kind of return to normal and do stuff and maybe drive again. I don't know. <laughs> oh, I can't wait for you to drive again. <laughs> <laughs> tired of driving me around? No, I'm not tired of driving you around. I like I'm always trying to make sure that I get my work done in time to pick up Elo from childcare and get home in time to pick the kids up from school. And I've had a lot of friends help me out with that. And even though we're only a couple of weeks into the school year, <laughs> I'm like, "Please, anyone help me." Because it's yeah. a lot to juggle. But once I can drive and move around further on my own. Yeah, then I can be like, Nick, go pick up the kids. Just like that? <laughs> no. I'll wow. probably say, hey, could you pick up the kids for me today? Yes. I'm swamped. That's what I yeah. say all the time. I'm swamped. Swamped. So uh, <laughs> the collar's coming off, though, and I'm really excited about that. It's been 
It's been a tough couple of weeks. I'm going to be honest. Yeah. Like, um, not just like with pain and everything, although I've had days of great pain. Um, some days have been better than others for that, but it's mostly mm-hmm. just the kind of like, uh, prison mentality, I guess like mm. that. Like I can't do anything. I can't go anywhere. I have all these restrictions and I'm just kind of like, uh, cabin feverish in terms mm-hmm. of wanting to get out. So mm-hmm. this past weekend being, uh, up at, uh, up in Wisconsin where we were speaking was a great time. Cause I was able to be out of my normal routine. Yeah. Um, I probably did a little too much when it came that, to physically that one moving day. around. <laughs> yeah. Saturday. I, yeah. I was all over the place. It was like our first full day at camp and he was like, I'm going to do everything. Yeah. Well, no, like that, that wasn't what I wanted to do. I just, I had to chasing the kids yeah. and everything else. Yeah. And so I was, I'm still well, recovering from that. Yeah, it's because, like, when you're at camp, right, and there's a beach and fun activities to do, they want to be a part of that. You know, and people want to talk to you since you're yeah, a speaker. absolutely. And, you know, we promise the kids, like, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely spend one of the afternoons at the beach and we'll definitely, you know, do horseback riding, which Nick did not ride a horse. No, I didn't even look at one Just this week. Just letting you guys know. I took them for, like, a short little... Pony ride jaunt, but um, even the activities that we did, as limited as they were, uh, was tough. Yeah, it takes it out of you when you're, you know, when your spine doesn't move at a hundred percent, and you're walking right. around climbing up small hills to get places, upstairs, right. downstairs, carrying things. Even with my weight restriction, and like I was tired. Well, right, and also you haven't really been moving a lot. No, like not, not really. Uh, right. You know, since surgery, so it's kind of like this three, almost four weeks of you know being sedentary because you have to, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden with, walking with like everywhere. minimal activity to just yeah. kind of stay like up, not from yeah. Like just couch potato. Right. Uh, that's all I've been doing is is right. trying to not be a couch potato. Which but then was going from going from like let's say out of a hundred, like the activity level they wanted me at was at like a twenty. Right. And then over the weekend I was at like <laughs> eighty. Said, <laughs> the doctor said that he wanted you to be what he calls an active couch potato. Yeah. And I, I was like you know I'd lay down when I needed to, mm-hmm. but I was up. So there were a couple of days. Last week where, you know, while I was home and everyone was gone, school, work, whatever. Right. You know, even if I had, like, a show on, I'm standing up and, like, th- through episodes of a show because I don't want to sit on the couch anymore. Yeah. You know, or doing simple things like squats and stuff. Yeah. Just to, like, keep my body moving since I can't really leave the house. Mm-hmm. But then, like, Saturday, Sunday, when we were at camp, it was, like, walking all across camp property and up the hills to the cabins mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. all that stuff. Because that's the only way to get anywhere. Right. You got to walk. So, needless to say, it's been a long weekend. I'm recovering, but only a couple more days and this collar comes off, then hopefully normalcy can begin to set back in. Yeah. It was so nice to get away, though. Um, I, don't, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it was different for me than it was for you, but mentally... Um, it was a really nice break and just sort of uh, gave me that opportunity to, you know, shut off uh, work, shut off life at home and just be around my family, be around a couple of close friends. Um, 
and do something that I love and that I'm good at. Yeah. Together, something that we're both good at, mm -hmm. and and do that together. Um, that for me uh, made me feel um, not just more capable, but more. It's it like brought some things back to life right. for me that you know previously it's like I don't have time for this because we're in survival mode. Yeah. And that's, you know, what you do when you need to buckle down and survive, then that's what you do. Um, but for me, it, it reawakened sort of that love of um, learning and research and uh, writing about the research, which I'm learning about myself that it, it's not necessarily that I enjoy creative writing in the sense that, like, you know, it's not poetry always. It's not fiction. It's almost always, like, research-based, and I really enjoy that, and I like <laughs> yeah. getting creative with that yeah. research-based based writing, and that's what I got to do this weekend, and I loved it. Um, so just to have that, like, mental break was nice. Yeah. Yeah, so um, for those of you who, you know, might be jumping in or this is your first episode, um you know, as a former pastor, um, you know, I have a love for teaching and education and preaching specifically, and Joy has done a lot of that alongside me over the years. Mm -hmm. um, and so we'll still get the occasional opportunity to go places and to preach and to teach because we're still very connected with, with our faith and, and church and things like that. Yeah. And uh, we want to be able to do that. Uh, but the reason why I stepped out of the ministry is uh, not because of any fault or frustration, but because of moving on into... Um, uh, uh, the field of education and specifically continuing education as I look to uh, get my PhD in English and creative writing yeah, and then hopefully one day be able to become a professor and teach at a university and things like that. Mm -hmm. And so there's been a lot of transitions and changes happening over this last year, specifically over the last few months, even since we started the podcast uh, as those things have begun to line up and I've stepped away from ministry and uh, at least full-time ministry and have been doing, um, you know, traveling and speaking for different things, camps, ministries, things like that, but then also taking on more full-time roles in my art uh, and personal writing mm -hmm. and, uh, and and then even just trying to do some small part-time job type stuff. So um, for us to be able to kind of go away and do that and um, be able to, to lean into that area of our lives that we love um, yeah. that also kind of fills some of that creative um that creative well that we have inside of us is, is really cool and we love being able to do that yeah that's great and um while we while we do that for churches or camps or ministries we also like i've been um a guest speaker at different schools and things like that talking about art and creativity and and design and being able to teach art and um what it means to be an artist and type of type of art that i have done uh which is really cool too so it's kind of like two different tracks you know there's like a, a ministry base track that we have that we are we're great at mm -hmm. but then also there's um you know if you're someone who's like i just want to be able to talk about art and creativity we have that stuff too which we love talking about yeah and for me i've uh i've done i guess i've only done one presentation speech whatever you want to call it um so it was less of like me teaching and more of me uh presenting something um and I presented to the board um, 
for uh, the organization that I that I work for, Easter Seal, and it was sort of this, um, what is your story, and why is what you do important, and what can you tell us about it that is going to make us want to continue to support this program, um, and so I've done that um, apart from sort of you know speaking in these camp roles, um, speaking to younger audiences and and older audiences um but for me that that was an opportunity for me to sort of like flex those creative muscles because I needed to find a way to um really express what was important but also what was important about my role in our program but also um you know do it in a creative way that was inspiring to them and that made them want to hear more about it. So I think that's the only time that I've ever really done it in a non-ministry role. Right. And then every week on this podcast. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> also this. I guess yeah. I do this. Um. Yeah, so Joy just doesn't remember these <laughs> Week after week, <laughs> day after day. I have short-term memory Each loss. Each episode more useless than the last. <laughs> That's what oh, she thinks. wow. That's what she thinks That is me. not, no, that's not kidding. true. Just kidding. No. So what am I even doing I just, for? I guess I don't, I guess I view it a little bit differently. Okay. Well, m- maybe so. For me, it's, a, you know, my goal is to continue to see people connect with who they've been designed to be. I believe that every single person regardless of what you believe, has been made to be creative, you know, and whether that's in science, uh, art, engineering, mathematics, painting, writing, um, coaching, teaching, whatever that looks like, plumbing, like you can be creative. (laughs) Yeah. Why'd you laugh at that? It's true. It was just, it is true. It was just, I I think you said coaching, plumbing. (laughs) Because (laughs) I can't do that. Yeah. The people who, people who work in plumbing... Yeah. Like they have to think a certain way and that type of creativity, I don't think that same way. Right. Which is why I'm willing to pay them to come fix (laughs) things in my house. Yeah. Okay. So I believe though that every single person has the opportunity to be creative in whatever field they're in, wherever they're at, regardless of their circumstance or background and uh, helping people see that and embrace it and take opportunities to utilize that where the wherever they are is something I'm passionate about. And so, yes, I do see this, even this podcast as opportunities to continue to pass along that educational, uh, or inspiring, you know, conversation. Yeah. Whether, whether we talk about ridiculous things like nineties, two thousands, alternative rock, like we did last week. Oh yeah. Uh, or we talk about something else like joy downloading Pokemon go finally. Um, <laughs> and for some of you, maybe you're like, what's Pokemon go. That's fine. Uh. Um, Thank you for that. Yeah. So uh, one of the things I did want to talk about <laughs> is Pokemon Go just for a little bit because I, uh-huh. I'm i a huge Pokemon fan. And uh, yes. that's because when I was a kid, I was, you know, maybe eight or nine years old when Pokemon first kind of we had that first wave of big Pokemon craze like in the 90s. Mm-hmm. And uh, Pokemon cards were banned from school and. Mm-hmm. Uh, the video games just came out and episodes were pulled off the air because they were giving kids seizures and things like that. I remember all what? that. Yeah, it's a true story. Oh, I remember all gosh. of that. And I remember getting my cards taken by a teacher and stuff like that. Yeah, it was crazy. Oh, 
Were you no. trading during class? No. We'd play at recess. We'd still get in trouble, though. For playing at recess? Yeah. Really? Yeah, because once they were banned, they were banned. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. All right. But I remember all that. And my brother and I, who was on the show last weekend, um, Patrick, he and I had a Game Boy, Game Boy Pocket and then eventually Game Boy Color. And we had Pokemon Red and Blue, mm. the, mm-hmm. the original Pokemon games on the Nintendo Game Boy. Okay. And then uh, when they came out with that special edition Pokemon Yellow where Pikachu followed you around, that was the coolest. That would have been my favorite. So we had those. And we had like the Game Link cables so you could trade because our goal was to get all 150 Pokemon in the original game. And uh, so I was, I was always a huge fan. And as I grew up, I kind of, you know... I kind of knew that there was other Pokemon like series and and more um, not genres uh, generations of Pokemon that were coming out, mm-hmm. but it was much harder for me to keep up with. And you know, then eventually high school and there was that point, just like everyone has, where you're like, oh, I'm too cool for this, and you forget about it or whatever. <laughs> and then college, you know, came around and they started um, bringing back different Pokemon stuff with like some newer video game systems. So I was like, oh, that actually looks cool and exciting again. And I like mm-hmm. picked up like a Nintendo DS and bought bought a couple Pokemon games. And I'm like, there's like 600 Pokemon. How am I ever going to keep up with this? It's <laughs> so much more than the original 150. This yeah. is crazy. Yeah. And I didn't think much of it, even though I played the games until a few years ago when they announced they were making Pokemon Go, mm-hmm. an app for the phone to catch Pokemon. Yeah. In, in the wild. In the wild using augmented reality. So it would register based on places you were at. Mm-hmm. in real life mm-hmm. using your gps and oh my goodness for the last two and a half three years since it's come out it's just been the greatest game ever and people are like you still play that i'm like yes i still play it i play it like every day <laughs> i have people who started playing with me like at that time who uh-huh. like no longer play haven't yeah. picked it up or they've stopped playing and then they'll pick it up and then stop playing pick it up then i have a few friends who've played the whole time since that game came out and it is the greatest thing mm. But for two and a half or three years since it started, Joy's teased me about it. Well, yeah, because you say words that I don't understand, and yeah. you say them like I should. <laughs> oh, so it's catching it, uh, Gyarados, and uh, it's cool, man. It's like a water Pokemon. You say you say things like, oh my gosh, I got this amazing herd of bird dirt. I don't know. I still don't know what they're all called. There, There's not a herd of bird dirt. <laughs> Is there a herbador? No. Okay. Well, I don't know. Something like that. Is there one that starts with herb? As far as I know, no. <laughs> but there are like 600 and I haven't caught them all yet. Oh, gosh. <laughs> okay, but but that's why I would make fun of yeah, you. She Not would. because you were interested in something, but because you'd be like, oh my gosh, it's a Hanabanan. Yeah, most of the time, though, I would start my excitement with going, I know you're not going to understand a single word I say, <laughs> but I just caught the thingamajig. And then you'd be like, okay. Yeah, well, what am I supposed to I say? Like, I know. That's but, cool. So the, here's why I brought it up, though, because I don't want to spend our whole episode <laughs> talking about Pokemon Go. This isn't one of those, uh, you know, niche podcasts dedicated no. just to Pokemon. Oh, but the... Um, that's too bad. Even though we love you. Um, <laughs> Joy... Decided to download Pokemon Go yesterday. No, I'm sorry, two days ago. I think um, it was yesterday. No, it was two days ago. Today's at the time of this recording is Tuesday, so this was on Sunday. You downloaded it. Was it? And um, 
Joy downloaded it, not because for years I've been telling her to download it, mostly so she could help me catch <laughs> shinies and rare Pokemon and things like that and just trade them to me since she doesn't uh. care about the game. But because my friend, Dan, who uh, works at the camp that we were up at, mm-hmm. he and I have been playing since like day one. Yeah. He finally convinced his wife to download it. Who is my friend. Who is Joy's friend. And because Krista, Dan's wife, downloaded it, Joy finally decided to download it. Krista, Joy's friend, downloaded it. Then Joy finally decided to download it. Yeah. And I think you, like... You downloaded it because of Krista. Not yeah. because of me. Yeah. But I was correcting the... I don't care. Relate. So... <gasps> so... Yeah, I was correcting the relationship that you stated. Yeah, so... Dan is my friend, and Krista is Dan's wife, and no, they're Krista both my friends. No, Krista is Joy's friend. And then, because Krista downloaded it, Joy <laughs> downloaded it also. No, Dan is Nick's friend. I think Dan is my friend, although he scares me a little. Uh, <laughs> Krista's my friend. Yes, she is. Anyway, so, but guess who's been playing and talking to me about it, basically, since she downloaded <laughs> the game, like, oh my goodness, this is great. This Pokemon is so it's cute. So cute. adorable. <laughs> Oh, I can't seem to catch this one. Did you know that this is how a Pokestop works? I found it when I was stuck I at this thing. No, no, I didn't say, did you know? I said, I found out how a Pokestop works. That's what I said. And then I said, did you know that my work is also a gym? <laughs> three days now. It's been like watching a baby take its first steps. Oh, my gosh. That's <laughs> insulting. It's true, though. It's true. Oh, that's... <laughs> So rude. We, it's this so is rude. this is gonna Nicholas. be it's gonna be better once the like allure of how the whole game works wears off. But then you're just interested and invested in catching Pokemon and having. But fun. will I be? Yes, because then when we're like, let's go out on a date to this area, like the River mm-hmm. Walk, and then we walk around mm-hmm. and there's like a Pokestop every three feet, and there's all this stuff. Like we'll be yeah. able to do that together. Well, they're they're everywhere in Joliet. Yes, like there are almost none in Minica, but in Joliet it was like. Every few feet, yeah. That's what I'm saying. They're everywhere. That's what I'm saying. I had no reason to walk to most of them. I was on a schedule. No, you And sh- I passed you one, and I was like, Bleep. You shouldn't skirt your responsibilities just to, you know, catch Pokemon. You should. You're looking at me like you should, Joy. You should not. <laughs> no, I'm looking at you that way because you said skirt. Yeah. <laughs> Shouldn't skirt it. <laughs> I think you mean shirk. I, no, I mean skirt, like hike up your skirt. You shouldn't hike up your skirt. Wow, to, don't tell to, me how to live my life. <laughs> Do not police no, I probably my meant, clothing I, you're choices. Right, I probably meant shirk. I don't know. You skirt an issue, you shirk a responsibility. You can't skirt around an, uh, no. a responsibility? No, you shirk it. Wait, why not? Because that's not what it is. The old circumvent. <laughs> Can you circumvent a what? responsibility? Uh, what? Can you circumvent a Can responsibility? You circumvent. Oh, you Does can there... circumvent a problem. Circumvent it means to go around. I, I know. Yes. I know. I yes, the old. It's a rest of the yeah, joke. Was, I know. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, it's been fun watching Joy like get into it. Like she yelled to at me from the other room earlier today. Like, hey, I just tried catching this thing. Huh? I was like, nice. 
You don't have to tell me every single time you catch one. I'm very bad at it, so it's exciting to me when I catch one. I waste five to seven Pokeballs on each Pokemon that I catch. So, yep. Uh, just bear in mind. Since we're talking about it, I I'm had a conversation the other day um, with someone about Pokemon Go, and yeah. they were like, "Well, like, why, like, how come, like, why does it matter if you catch it? How come you're not catching that Pokemon or that Pokemon? Mm-hmm. You know, as it popped up on my screen, I was like, because mm-hmm. I already have them, and I'll check them, like, to see if they're shinies or things like that. Right. Um, but I don't always catch them. Sometimes I do, but I don't always catch them. Sure. And I was like, well, why not? And I go, because I am very particular about the Pokemon I catch because I'm not in it to catch just a bunch of them. I'm in it to catch all of them. And to catch all of them, sometimes you have to let some of them go. Because once you have mm-hmm. that number and it's mm-hmm. registered, you don't always need it. Unless they release like a shiny or limited edition version of it in the sure. game, sure. I will catch that again. Um, or if I need a bunch of the things necessary to evolve it to the next level. Mm-hmm. But mostly... It's like I'm I'm in it just like the original catch all 150 although there's like 600 or more and so yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a long way to go. Well, so um my problem is that I do not always remember which ones I've caught. Like there are some of them yeah, that I'm like yeah, I've caught that. Yeah, but then once you like click on the Pokémon, what are you supposed to leave and check the Pokédex and then go click on it again? I don't understand. No, you'll just get better at knowing because you'll be like, oh, I've seen this like a hundred times. That's how I feel about the Centret. Yeah, well, you're looking for that one specifically because right now there's a shiny event. where you They can are everywhere, Centret. though. They yeah. are everywhere, though. It's because it's a shiny event I week. know. They're doing it on purpose. Yep. Anytime it's they've done those events during the week like that, I have not caught a single one like that that's a shiny. Really? Yep. Mm. So I always, like, if I have any from that type of thing, it's from, like, a hatched egg later on. Mm. Anyways, so that's our segment apparently on Pokemon Go for this week. <laughs> um, just because I find it funny that Joy's playing now. Are you logging yeah. into it right now? Uh, no, I'm handling a work issue. Oh, you should have said yes. It would have been funnier. Anyway, um, <laughs> so now to circumvent the next <laughs> uh, topic of conversation. Um, Joy, um, what's one of the, one of the things that I want to talk about, um, as well, since we had just, we just got done traveling and we were on the road back, um, Mm -hmm. over the last few days, uh, Mm -hmm. as an artist, as a writer, as a musician, what is one of your craziest, like, stories on the road as an artist? One of my craziest stories on the road as an artist? Yeah, like a road story. (laughs) You know, you traveled somewhere with somebody and, you know, maybe, maybe you're not out performing art or anything, but you, as an artist, you maybe are more observing of things around you because you, you notice that type of stuff and just a weird story. I didn't know we were going to do this part of it. Oh, okay. I got to think about it now. (laughs) All right. Well, um, so I've been on, I've been around the, uh. United States of America. I've been around. I know where stuff is. I've seen a space needle or two. Um, Seattle. And uh, (laughs) some just like some weird like road stories as an artist, like being in places. So, you know, I've done -hmm. done an art show in Seattle and New York and uh, Nashville and Chicago and 
Minneapolis and New Orleans and a couple other places that now I can't think about Pittsburgh, a couple mm-hmm. others off the top mm-hmm. of my head. Um, and so, like, you know, when you travel, sometimes weird things happen. Yeah, I so, thought of mine. And you can go first. Well, that's fine. If you thought of yours, I just wanted it's to. It's okay. Kind of I'll help remember you. mine. Okay. You can go first. All right. So, um, one of my weirdest stories. Yeah. So, uh, one one time, uh, I was going to Kansas City, Missouri. Yeah. For a Comic Con, Planet yeah. Planet Comic Con to be exact. And as an artist traveling, sometimes you things happen, right? So I had plane tickets. Uh, me and a couple of guys that I was traveling with, uh, we were all flying at the, the same flight right. out of Chicago to Kansas City, and we were going to like share the hotel and stuff just to save on costs yeah, and all this stuff. I remember this. And yeah. the morning of the flight, there was a deep, heavy fog, mm-hmm. and they canceled the flight, but mm-hmm. we were already at the airport. We had waited, because at first they were like, it's delayed, it's delayed, it's delayed. We waited a couple hours, and our luggage had already been checked and all this stuff, and then they canceled the flight. Well, yeah. we needed to get to Kansas City because we had our tables booked, our hotel booked, all this stuff. Yeah. So we decide we'll leave from Chicago um, and drive to Kansas City the nine hours. Um, and they said, you can either wait to get your luggage off the plane mm-hmm. or we'll fly it down to Kansas City if you're still going to go down to Kansas City like via not flying. Mm-hmm. you know, And you can pick mm-hmm. it up at the Kansas City airport. So we decided to leave it on the plane. And trust that it'll get there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we just, uh, we drive nine hours to Kansas City. By the time, the, the flight was supposed to leave in the morning. By the time we got out of the airport after being there for several hours and we got back to where um, one of my friend's vehicles was to like, that could carry all of our stuff once we got down there and also for the drive back. Mm-hmm. It ended up being like five or six in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. And so we should have been in Kansas City, like, because of flying at like one o'clock in the afternoon. Gosh. We didn't leave the Chicagoland area till six p.m. Mm. And the show was the next morning at like nine or ten. Yeah. So we drive nine hours, and we're coming into the Kansas City area, and it's like midnight, one o'clock. And this is where the story gets weird. Like, yes, that's all weird and frustrating and unfortunate, but this just gets weird. So. <laughs> um, we're driving, it's late and we're tired. We're in a hurry. Of course, uh, my friend's driving another guy's in the front seat and I'm in the back and, um, we get pulled over by, by the cops. And, um, this gentleman was just like, Hey, where are you guys going? Do you know how fast you're going? All this stuff, asking questions. Mm-hmm. And the guy driving's like, yeah, you know, we're going to Kansas city for the show. But, um, you know, uh, I, not really anybody on the road because how late it is. I'm sorry if I was speeding. wasn't trying to. We just, we've been driving for nine hours because our flight was canceled. We got a show mm-hmm. in the morning and we're just trying to get to our hotel and it's like an hour away still. All this stuff. And uh, the police officer was just like, well, you were, you were driving recklessly. And he kind of got, he started to get a little like, like a little crazy. And he's mm-hmm. like, you know, we could impound your car 
And it's like you won't oh be going gosh. anywhere. Oh my gosh. And we have a right to search your vehicle. Because, I forgot about most of this. Because you guys look like you're under the influence. And we are like, what? Wait. It's all, it's super <laughs> you're like, late. We're under the influence of no sleep. Yeah, we're, we're tired, yes. But <laughs> like none of us have been doing anything. Yeah. And he's throwing accusations out about drugs and alcohol and things like mm. that. Mm-hmm. And at the time, I was working at the church that I was at. And so I was a pastor. And like he's, he's like, He's getting ready to like call in another guy and have us come out of the car. And um, he's telling the driver, like, open up your mouth so I can look at your tongue because I guess your tongue can show signs of drug use. I don't know. I don't know enough about this stuff, but this is what he's saying. And he's threatening Mm. to like impound the vehicle and hold us overnight. And I'm just like, from the back, uh, he's like going around. He's like, let me see your tongue. Let me see your tongue. Have you done anything? Have you done anything? And then he gets to the back and a flashlight. And points it at me, and I'm just like, sir, I'm a pastor, and I don't do any of that stuff. Like, I would lose my job if I even thought about doing anything like that. So mm-hmm. we're we're legitimately just trying to get to our, our hotel. Yeah. And he goes, click, shuts off his flashlight, goes, all right, you guys have a good night, and just walks away. And we're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> it was the weirdest thing. Oh, like, Nick, he, your pastorhood saved You just, like, all. shut it all saved off. Saved you all. Shut it all off. And just That's like crazy. let us go, there was no, there was no warning ticket. There was no actual ticket. There was nothing. El- nothing else happened. He was just like, "All right, that's good enough for me. See you guys later." That is we're just so like, weird. What? And so we drove, got to the airport, picked up our luggage, and then got to the hotel. It was like two in the morning, and yeah. That's crazy. So because you're crazy. a man of the cloth. Oh, well, you were. I did still have a collar. It's a <laughs> neck collar, not a cloth. Uh, collar. yeah. But. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So that's just a you know, traveling artist road story. Since mm-hmm. we were on the road this week, what do you got? Mine happened when I was nineteen. Okay. I was traveling as a musician with a Moody Symphonic Band, and we went to Israel. The story begins in February. At 2 o'clock in the morning. My trip was at 2 o'clock in the morning in February. I know. To Planet Comic Con. Weird. Different years, though. Different years, though. So, there we are. Waiting in the auditorium, Tory Gray, for our ride. There were vans, like, that were supposed to take us to the airport, Because we had so many large instruments like timpani and cellos and upright bass and bassoons and all of these massive instruments. And we wait and wait and wait. And the vans never showed. And pretty soon our conductor is on the phone and he's like, what is going on? You know, where are these vans? Because we chartered them and... We have to get to the airport, and we're in. Were they already paid for? Yeah. They never showed up, and so guess what we did? We and all of our instruments took took the CTA. (laughs) We took the L. The Chicago Transit Authority. That's right. We took the L to O'Hare International Airport. With all of our instruments. You should have seen the people on the L at like three o'clock in the morning. Cause by the time we like got there, it was like three o'clock in the morning right. to the L and we're like wheeling timpani onto 
an L car. Now, if you have never seen Timpani, I'm like Boxed up. Nick, I'm sure you have. Yeah. But uh, for our listeners, if you've never, if you don't know what a timpani drum is, if you've never seen one, they are enormous, um, and they're tonal instruments. What about um, if I said, what about breakfast at Timpanis? <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That's, I nothing else. That's funny. Um. So yeah. So we're wheeling like. Uh, my friend Jillian, who was about my height, uh, I'm sure she probably still is. We're both adults <laughs> at the time. Uh, so she's like maybe a few inches taller than me. She was the timpani player, and she's wheeling these three oh, so enormous timpani onto the L platform. And the conductor from is the elevator like. elevator and stuff? Yeah, well, like from the platform onto the L car. Oh, yeah. And the conductor is like, we got to go. And the doors are trying to close. And we're all standing there holding the doors open. We're like, no, we have to get to the airport. <laughs> it was ridiculous. Yeah. So there were about 80 of us. Now, did you guys... And, sorry, real quick. I got to know, unless you're going to get to it. The did, When you guys came back, did you have to take the L back? Um, or did you have rides figured out? What did we do? I actually don't remember. Wow. I don't remember. Uh, there's another reason for that, though, which I'll explain later. Okay. This continue. this whole trip was nothing short of insanity. Okay, continue. So uh, we're, like, wheeling timpani onto the L car. Um, you know, Brandon has his bassoon. There's the upright bass. You say these names like everyone's supposed to know who you're talking about. Well, I don't think that matters. maybe an old moody classmate will tune in. You never. Oh, know. I remember Brandon and his bassoon. All right. Jalan DeVries. Now you're just going to start listing names? Yeah. No, I'm not. Um, <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> but we all, you know, we all sort of piled into the elk car, and there were 80 of us, and we all had at least one instrument. And if your instrument was enormous and or or had multiple pieces, uh, then other people who had a smaller instrument, like myself, like I just had the violin, then we were responsible for carrying a part of somebody else's instrument. So everybody has their hands full, not just with their instruments, but oh yes. With their luggage, too. And we're going to be gone for two weeks in a foreign country. And you got to have a lot of stuff. Right. And so... Two weeks of luggage and... And your, your instrument and possibly, probably part of somebody else's. Yeah. And so we finally get to the airport. We get through and, you know, we wait. We board our plane. And then um, everything in O'Hare goes along without a hitch. Until, well, that's not true, actually. That's not true. Uh, we got there, and then everyone went through security without any problem, except for me. All 80 of us got through security, except for me. Why is that? I don't know. But they pulled me aside, and they patted me down, and made me take all of the, like, take my hair down, and, like, yeah, it was insane. They that kind of happens though. Anytime mm -hmm. we go to the airport now, I think it's your size. People are like, "Oh, she's she's intimidating. You're so I'm tiny. tiny. How is that even no. remotely intimidating? Because you're less likely to be somebody like. So that means you're hot. 
Because people, people dismiss you because of your size, you're more likely to be somebody who's going to hide something. That's ridiculous. But yeah. yes, you're right. It happens every time I fly, no matter what I wear, no matter how I, not, nothing. So we go through, they pat me down, they make me, you know, like remove articles of clothing, take my hair out. And everyone else is like, we're going to miss our flight because they won't let Joy go. Um, after about half an hour, they let me go. And they, you know, my hair was like destroyed, which doesn't sound like a big deal unless you've just been trying to keep it out of your face and you just want to be comfortable on an airplane for the next 10 hours or however long it is. And so we finally get on the flight and we have a layover in Madrid. The layover is an exchange flight. So it's not just a layover on the same plane. It's a layover to get onto a different plane. Right. So if you're late... Didn't you that's just too bad for you. So we get there and it's the same story again. Everyone's got everybody else's instruments and we're just like booking it. We're beating feet. And we go through security and guess who gets stopped? You. Me. And I was like, You've gotta be kidding me. Uh so they stopped me and they were much more aggressive than uh the American uh uh, I don't know what they call it in Spain, but but their version of TSA, yeah, customs. Whoa, they they were mm. intense and aggressive and very thorough in a way that was a little unnecessary mm. and scary. So uh, same story. Take all you know. Take everything out of your hair. Like pull your hair ties out, bobby pins out, whatever. Um, so we get through that. Then, like, my hair was short, so I had, like, a couple braids in, and I had, like, most of it just kind of pinned back. And they were like, no, 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 take all these out. I was like, okay, I don't speak Castilian Spanish. I don't know what's happening. So it was about half an hour later, they let me go. And we barely made our flight. So we got to, we got it, we got all of our luggage on, on board. We made our flight, um, and our flight from Madrid to Tel Aviv was on, like, one of those super tiny, bumpy I think I'm going to die airplanes. We're like, your knees are to your chin. And we get to Tel Aviv and we finally get settled. And uh, the next day we go to Bethlehem. And if you've been to Israel, you know that Bethlehem is a, a gated city. You can go in during daylight hours and you can leave during daylight hours. But... Uh, before sunrise and after sunset, the city is closed down. It's locked. You can't get in or out. And so if you stay late, then that's, you can't do that. Um, you're going to get stuck there for the night. You also can't, we also were not allowed to like bring food or anything like that in or out of Bethlehem. So we go into Bethlehem and everything's fine. And then as we are leaving Bethlehem, we get stopped. And IDF boards our bus. And uh, they decided to ask, who questions? Me. And <laughs> I had never seen that many large weapons up close. And uh, we had to take out all of our luggage, all of our instruments, unpack literally everything because of me and you know why 
I had forgotten that I had like a pair or something in my bag. Like my little carry-on bag, and they found it. Fruit, and I didn't mean to. I just forgot that it was there because I was hungry, and I forgot that it was there. Wow, it's like our minivan. And I got (laughs) all the fruit wrapper, like banana peels, (laughs) banana peels, and apple cores, stuff that like fruit is very important to me. (laughs) Yeah, you're a smuggler, and I didn't mean to, but it was very scary, and I was the one. Anytime we got stopped in Israel, which was multiple times, anytime the IDF uh, interrogated anybody or asked anybody any questions or intimidated anybody, it was me. It was me in Spain. And then when we went back home, we had our layover. It was me again. And it was me again coming into Chicago. Every time it was me. And then on the way from Tel Aviv to the airport, I also vomited for like the the three hour drive that it took to get to nice the airplane it was the worst travel experience ever being there was amazing was it (laughs) after all (laughs) no it really it really was uh it was an incredible place to be and it was an incredible place to perform and play music however uh it was probably the scariest trip i've ever been on because there is nothing like um elite armed forces staring you down and asking you questions in a language you don't understand. Why did you take this pair? And you're like, I don't speak Hebrew. Yeah. Well, good job, Joy. Yep. That's my story. This was a long one. Yeah, it was. Sorry. And I was going to maybe tell another one, but the, uh, (laughs) it was real long. Well, a lot of things happened to me. When, uh, when you, when you travel, um, when you travel as often as we do sometimes for, for different things, uh, when it comes to the arts, you, you have crazy stories and, uh, just, it was what I was thinking of since we just got back on the road. Um, uh, here, I'll tell a short one on our way back, um, (laughs) on our way back, just because we, Joy and I, for the last two years have been, um, uh, meat and dairy free, uh, Joy and solidarity for me, but me because of health issues. Yeah. And um, her doing that, she's found that it helps her health too. Um, yeah, but it, I feel a lot better. It's easier to not be alone in that. So so mm-hmm. we've been essentially vegan, you know, um, minus a few things I here like and there. I like to say plant-based. Plant-based, yeah, plant-based. Because here and there, sometimes, you know, you can't, av- uh, you can't avoid it uh, completely, but... Um, like right. having having meat, like in general, or dairy, cheese, ice cream, things like that in general, right. like really messes with my my body, um, <coughs> my heart, my cholesterol, blood my pressure, blood pressure, um, my digestive system, all that stuff, right? And um, so it's not like a oh I'm better than you because I'm I'm plant based type of thing. No, there are still some days where I'm like, man, I really wish I could eat that thing, but mm. I, I can't. So, yeah, um, and that's fine. But uh, <laughs> so there's some fast food restaurants though that have recently introduced um, plant-based burgers to their menu. You know, yeah, um, the Impossible Burger, Beyond Burger, and things like that. And they're slowly making their way, like rolling them out across the country and not just in some of the major cities. And um, we are driving home 
uh, yesterday, and mm-hmm. Joy saw a big old sign at one of these fast food restaurants going, the Impossible Burger, here now. And she was like, oh, look, they got the Impossible Burger. Do you want to stop? I was like, yes, please. <laughs> I knew I want to eat something. And so we just, like, pulled a U-turn, like, into the fast food restaurant. Um, you know, because uh, most places, they when we go and we speak, they don't always accommodate the food stuff. And where we were, Phantom Ranch, one of our favorite places, they do a great mm-hmm. job of accommodating and getting us good food, you know, for the weekend and stuff like that. Um, uh, and so... Like that, that's great. But whenever we see a place where we're like, oh, cool, we can actually eat and we can also feed the kids who, um, for the most part, do some plant based stuff, but we don't keep them strictly to that. We were able to stop. And so that was really funny. And we laughed about that for a while. So when you're on the road, weird things happen. You just got to yeah. trust the process, stay creative. Yeah. So right now, though, we're going to move into our uh, what we're going to do uh, today's section. So, Joy, you ready? What are we going to do today? What are we going to do today? Hit it. Well, right now, today, I'm getting ready to go to bed. But That's also, right. <laughs> um, just because it's late this evening as we record. Yeah. But um, like I said at the beginning of the episode, the collar comes off on Thursday. Thursday. And I cannot wait because yeah. my my ability to sit at a table um, and draw and do the stuff I like to do has been very limited because of the comfort level. Um, so I haven't been doing it as often. I think that was my, uh, old watch beeping. If you heard that in the background, um, I I heard it and I didn't know where it was coming from. Yeah. And, uh, but I finished, I I think I mentioned this last week. I finished up a card set recently, um, right before the surgery, I finished up a trading card set, Mm -hmm. uh, with upper deck and Marvel. And I just got a contract a couple weeks ago, like right after the surgery, for another one, mm-hmm. uh, another Marvel one, uh, um, for a home video release coming out soon uh, from Marvel. And um, those cards just arrived today, actually. And so I'll be working on that set and get it, getting them finished and turned in, which mm-hmm. is exciting. Mm-hmm. That is exciting. I'm excited for you and us. What'd you say? I said that is exciting. I'm excited for you and us. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it'll be really good because then, you know, just it's continuing to build that uh, catalog and um, repertoire for the resume. Yeah. Which is nice. Yeah. That'd be really good. So that's kind of what I've got going on like immediately. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, like I was talking about some part-time job stuff. I got a couple of interviews to do some part-time work in our yeah. local community, which I'm excited about as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that at least one of those will probably work yes. out. I know I'm excited for that. Um, yeah. What's going on with you? Well, um, I am stepping outside my comfort zone tomorrow. Tomorrow night specifically. Yeah. Which you know about. Yeah. And I am going to my first ever Muay Thai clinic, and I'm going by myself. Yep. And I'm terrified. It'll be okay. You'll do great. So that is going to be interesting. Yep. Joy's got this Muay Thai kickboxing 
like training session, which is going to be really cool. With Yokao, which is that that's why I'm doing it. Yeah, which is so a company Yokao trains and is specializes in Muay Thai products and equipment and yeah, fighting, which is cool. Yeah. So, I'm excited about that. A little scared. Um, so that's me getting outside my comfort zone. Um me feeding my creative side. Um, that will probably help a little bit, but the biggest thing that I'm, that I did this weekend that I'm excited about doing more of, and, um, I'm hoping to just kind of continue to chip away at is some of the word study and linguistic analysis that I love. Um, I really enjoy doing translation work, um, and, you know, learning about um, how to better translate ideas and concepts um, to English and do it in a way that makes sense to people and do it in a way that is creative, that grabs their attention. Uh, so often, other languages are far more poetic, far more... Um, they're deeper, they're richer, they are capable of harnessing entire ideas and phrases into one word whereas in English it would take multiple sentences to explain it um so I'm really excited to continue to do some of that um particularly in scripture and in Genesis um I really enjoy that and studying Hebrew is is exciting to me um, so I'm planning to do more of that and more of the writing that kind of comes along with that because I think that that is a creative endeavor. I think that, you know, going and, um, doing that translation work and, uh, sort of exegeting it in a way that makes better sense to English speakers is is exciting and and it's creative you have to be creative to do it that's what i think you don't sound particularly excited as you talk about it though are you I actually am, excited no i am i'm just trying to think of a way that like i, I don't exactly know how to describe it to to that in a way that makes sense but other than other than that so I don't know. It's, it's it's hard to explain. But for me, it makes okay. me feel... Take my word from it, everybody. Joy is actually excited about it, even though she doesn't know how to sound excited about it. I am excited about it. I've seen it. I know she's actually excited about it. I've tried to tell her to be more confident about her excitement for this stuff. And she's sitting there like... Uh, 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 like she just got called up in front of the fifth grade class it to do a presentation. Me, okay, but it always makes me nervous because people are like, huh? What? They don't, they don't see how that could be exciting. But I think it's great when you, when you read something in another language, and you have the opportunity to um, communicate it more clearly and and to you know help it to click to with you know in the mind of another person. That's that's incredible. That's exciting. 
and and you get to work with other languages that are beautiful and for me it does feel like something inside comes alive and like there is a spark there that is not fed in other ways that's how i feel when i do that work cool and it's great and she does a great job at it and she needs to do it more in my opinion because she's so good at it now Thanks. we are coming up on our 20th episode next week actually um well in a few days since again this episode is coming out a little bit late but our 20th episode which is exciting for me because that's just six weeks short of half a year which is crazy what yeah are you sure there's 52 weeks in a year so you divide that by two, and that's 26. That's six months of recording. That's six months of episodes. 26 episodes is six months. Wow. And I'm excited about that because uh, that, to me, is progress and a milestone. Wait, what? Yeah. So, Are you sure? Yeah. <sighs> yes, Joy. I'm <laughs> 100% sure that 52 divided by 2 is 26. <laughs> no, not that. Uh, Are you means, sure about our start date? Yes. Okay. Because we've made an episode every week <laughs> since April 28th. My birthday was our start date. Wow. That's crazy. Six more weeks of winter. Like <laughs> like the gopher like says. The ground, groundhog. Like the Winnie Pig says. Groundhog. And we will be half a year. Anyway, mm -hmm. the point of what I was trying to say before you forgot math was that... <laughs> What I hey, wanted, what I want to do for those of you listening, if you're still here at this point in the episode now <laughs> with all this craziness, is uh, I want to get some feedback and some uh, some suggestions from you guys regarding uh, some topics coming up over the next few weeks, um, mm -hmm. or even you know as we continue on. Anytime you guys have something you want us to talk about, hey, I want to know more about you know uh, this specific type of painting thing, or maybe an art history lesson, or this specific artist or whatever it might be let us know because we'd love to do the research and share it with everybody on the podcast and give you guys a shout out i want to personally and i'm sure joy does to give a personal shout out to our friend renee um who has yeah. been recovering from a major surgery as well uh even more so than myself and i know she's one of our very first fans and first yeah. listeners to the yeah. show and Renee, we're praying and, and hoping that you're feeling much better as you continue to get back on your feet. And Literally. That, yeah, and that uh, your road through recovery is strong and that you get healthy. Yeah. Um, but we know, I know what it's like to have to go through the craziness of that and uh, just praying that you continue to, to heal up. Yeah. So, um, but we we want to give shout outs to our, our fans and to our listeners. And if you have a suggestion or an idea for a topic you'd love us to cover, let us know. You can email us at stokethewild at gmail.com. Mm -hmm. Find us on our website, stokethewild.com, or um, check us out on all our social media pages at stokethewild. And you can find me at Nick Dirtinger Art. You can find me at JM Dirtinger. And stay in touch, and we'll see you guys next week. Bye.